Do you dread writing during the holidays? Have you ever thought, what good could possibly come out of writing during the busiest season of the year? Today's episode is exactly what we need to make the most out of our busiest holiday seasons. Stick around. Your best writing life begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I'm so very glad that you're listening in today. During this episode, we discuss the benefits of writing during the holidays. I am excited to bring on our industry expert and one of my really good friends, Edie Melson. Edie is a woman of faith with ink-stained fingers, observing life through the lens of her camera. She's a card-carrying introvert who loves to encourage an audience, and she embraces the ultimate contradiction of being an organized creative. Her numerous books, including Unruffled, Thriving in the Chaos, and the award-winning Soul Care series reflect her passion to help others develop the strength of their God-given gifts and apply them to their lives. Edie Melson, it is so good to have you back on Your Best Writing Life. It is so great to be back. How is everybody? Oh, I tell you, everyone has been busy. Edie. They are out there. They are re- they are reviewing. They are making comments. They love what's happening on your best writing life. And they are going to love today's episode just as much, if not a little bit more, because during a time that can really be heavy and overwhelming as writers, we're going to give them the benefits of writing during the holidays. Let's go ahead and begin. You say that writing when we're busy can actually help us handle the holiday season. Okay, how how are we going to do that? <laughs> Instead of adding to my burden during the holiday season, I find that if I keep a schedule of writing during this busy time of the year, it gives a rhythm to my days and it gives me some margin and some white space from all of the high-octane parts of the holidays. I can sometimes go into the holidays like eating a piece of birthday cake that has way too much icing on it. Uh, (laughs) The writing gives me a little bit more of the cake part, so I don't make funny faces when I eat too much icing. Oh, I could I could see that face. I really can because I am like, oh, that looks really good. And then when you get that mouthful in there and you just go, whoa, what do I do with this? <laughs> a little bit too much sweetness there. So we need to cut it with something. Why not cut it with writing? I really like that. 
you have said that you actually have a holiday bucket list for writing and it inspires you in your writing throughout the year. So I got to ask you, Edie, what is on your list? Well, one of the things I discovered years ago was that I would come out of a busy holiday season and I'd look at my husband and I go, you know, I wish we'd done this, or I wish I'd taken time to do this, or I wish this had happened, or I wish we'd made this happen. And so I would come out of it with all of these regrets because I just hadn't paid attention. So I began creating a holiday bucket list so that I could have these things in my mind before I got into the craziness of the holidays. And one of the things I discovered is many of those things on my holiday bucket list are writing related and they actually feed and inspire my writing through the whole year. So I'm going to share my three things that I absolutely love to do on my holiday bucket list for writing. The first one is I always want to stay in touch with the awe and the wonder of the night Jesus was born, when those angels came and announce the joyful news to the shepherds. And so the way I do that is I set aside one night during the holidays to go outside and look at the stars. And I don't just walk out my front door and look up and go, oh yeah, the stars are there. We try to find a time to drive up into the mountains or get some way that's a little bit outside of town. So it's a little more rural setting and you can actually see the stars. Now, I don't take my pen and paper with me out there in the middle of the dark with a flashlight because that totally kills the mood. But what I do is I try to be present in that moment and spend time looking at the stars and thinking about what it must have been like. And then when I get back from that trip, from that excursion, I write it down. And I find that every year I get new insight, new application, and a renewed sense of awe and joy at the incredible gift that Jesus is to all of us. Hmm. Another thing that I do during the holidays is I have started asking God to show me a miracle. Now, I truly believe that God still does miracles, and I believe that he does miracles all around us. Sometimes they're small miracles. Sometimes they're large miracles. But I also believe that I get very busy and I don't see them. And so I ask him to give me the eyes to see at least one miracle during the holiday season. And of course, I write about it. And I have used those insights and those instances. I've used them in a, a devotion, a blog, an article. I think one of them is even recorded in one of my soul care books. The last thing I do is I ask for God to give me an opportunity to bless somebody with my writing. It may be that I write a prayer for a friend who's struggling. I may write an extra special note in a card, or I may write a letter. Or one year, I had a friend of mine who had just lost her mother at the beginning of December, and she was really struggling with the obituary. And I came over, and because I'm a writer, I was able to write the obituary for her. So I look for a way to bless others with my writing during the holiday season. So I would challenge everybody who's listening to this to come up with your own bucket list for the holiday season and include at least half of it to be writing related. 
Oh, I like that challenge. I like that challenge, Edie. And I'm going to even extend the challenge to our listeners. Go to our Your Best Writing Life Facebook group, and I want you to go in there, and I want you to write out for us what your bucket list is. And make sure that you tag Edie Melson and myself in that comment, because we want to know what you have on your bucket list. Who knows? We might take advantage of what you're putting there for writing as well. We love to be able to have the communication go back and forth here. This is great, Edie. And as you were mentioning the three, I'm like, I could do that. I could <laughs> so do that. It just made me feel good. Kind of giving me a sense of purpose. And thank you. Very, very nice. Thank you. Absolutely. One of the things that this does is it kind of brings that order to the holidays. Mm. And it, it helps me have a roadmap to get through it and to keep my focus on where my focus needs to be. Ooh, okay. okay. And let's talk about focus. Because we can be writing and when we get really, really busy, we can forget to focus on, I'm going to, I'll even toss it in here, the reason for the season maybe, but there's times we need to redirect our focus. And you have said specifically, we need to redirect the focus off of ourselves and onto others and God. Tell us about that. Absolutely. I find that my writing is a great way for me to do that. Number one, because when I'm writing, I'm not usually self-focused. Now, occasionally I'll be writing out a, a prayer where I'm just talking to God and I'm trying to hash out life. But in general, when I'm writing for blogs or articles or devotions or books, I am very focused on someone else, the person who's going to read it. And so I find that when I can get my focus off myself, and the overwhelmingly busyness of the season, it mm. helps me to calm down and to have some of the peace that I need. I also tend to have a lot of voices in my head when I write that tell me that what I'm writing is bad and that I should never waste anybody's time or, you know, just all of those lies that we hear in our minds. And sometimes I can slow down my writing schedule because I'm so focused on those lies and the doubt and, and the mm. fear and the comparison. But if I'm having to write during the holidays, I don't have time for that. And right. I don't have time to go back and rewrite something 75 times because mm. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to use um, the word the or, or that. And so what it does is it causes me to focus on the fact that God is in charge of my writing. He's the one who's going to give me what I need to make it the best it can be. And sometimes we just have to leave those results up to him, actually mm -hmm. all the time. But I found during the holidays, it's easier to do that because I don't have the time to spend on anxiety. So he's in charge of my writing. And during the holidays, I do a better job of letting him have that charge because I'm too busy to do anything else. Hmm. That just, again, speaks to me. It's knowing that God really is in charge. And 
you know, God would say either I'm God or I'm not. And I'm like, I'd rather have him in charge of my writing than depend solely on myself because that'd be messy. We don't necessarily want that. (laughs) Now, I know that you have some strategies we could use to help us keep writing during this really busy season. What can you share with us? What tips or strategies do you have for us? Well, the first thing I recommend is that you find a time. I do it in mid-November. So probably this weekend is when I'm going to pull out my calendar through the end of the year, and I'm going to block off the things that I already know are happening. The week of Thanksgiving, I'm probably going to be able to write Monday and Tuesday, but the rest of the week is going to be a wash because I'm going to be getting ready for the crowd and cooking on Wednesday, decorating. I'll have everybody on Thursday. And let's face it, Friday is the after Thanksgiving sale. So, you know, I want to be able to, if somebody says, hey, let's go shopping or let's go look at Christmas lights, I don't want to say, oh, I can't. I have to do this. So I block out the times that I know I won't be able to write. And that allows me to have a more realistic look at a lighter schedule through this next six to eight weeks. I think it's really important that we give ourselves grace through this time and that um, we allow ourselves to have a lighter schedule. The next thing I do is I try to work ahead. I have a very active blog, The Right Conversation. We post something every single day. 365 days a year, there is a blog post on that website. And so I work ahead so that I'm not stressed out. Normally, I work two weeks ahead. During the holidays, I try to work a month ahead, especially Mm. if it's posts that I have to write. The last thing I do is I give myself permission to have fun on social media. I'm not trying to keep score. I'm not trying to see how many people I can get to answer this, that, or the other. I am trying to provide a lighthearted, loving post on anything that I post. I want to really up the hope and love quotient for everything that I share on Mm. social media. And I work really hard not to overburden myself, but to just relax and leave time for God to work. And you are like the social media queen. Every <laughs> everything, everything I have witnessed you creating, whether it's on Pinterest, uh, Facebook, Insta, I, everywhere, you provide thought-provoking memes and pics, just something that feeds our spirit. I really, really enjoy that, especially when it's your photography. You know that I'm a big fan. I really (laughs) love anything Edie Melson when it comes to photography. Oh, thank you. Oh, girl, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I'm not stalking you or anything, but I could probably tell you everything you've posted for the past couple of weeks. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Oh, never mind. You did, and I love it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) These are strategies, and I do like when you're telling us that we need to lighten our load. That's so important. And it's something that I struggle with because I'm that get her done personality and I just want to get more done. I love the scheduling aspect. I love all of this because it will give me margin in my day, which absolutely will make me smile, 
my husband's smile, and our kiddos smile as well. You have three must-dos for us to take advantage of these benefits. What are those? Absolutely. The first one is, is I mentioned it just briefly, and that is we need to give ourselves grace. But what that looks like is we're not always going to get to social media every day that we intend to get to social media during the holidays. And you know what? The earth won't quit rotating. It is okay. So we have to give ourselves grace. One of the things that I do to give myself grace is when I set goals or things that I want to do during the holidays is I include a cushion. So let's say that my goal is to write an hour a day the first week of December. So December, I think it's December 2nd through the 5th or the 2nd through the 7th would be five days. Well, instead of stating my goal is I'm going to write an hour a day, what I would say is by the end of the first week of December, I will have written four hours that week. You'll Mm -hmm. notice I went down by one hour and I didn't make it a daily goal because let's face it, I may want to go have lunch with a friend I haven't seen for a while because she's in town. Somebody may be sick and need a meal. Any number of things can happen. So what I did is I set a weekly goal so that I give myself grace that week. If if I don't make the one and really and truly trying to write an hour every single day in December may not be realistic for me. I have a new granddaughter. And so I'm going to want to spend time watching her experience her first Christmas. I'm going to get I'm going to back that down a little bit and instead of the once a day, one hour a day, which could leave me feeling like I failed, I'm going to say 4 hours a week and that gives me time to get the goal achieved and feel like I have done what I needed to do. Mm, that's good. Then the next one is I call it return to the joy of writing. Now, I don't know why it is. I always end up with book deadlines the 1st of January. This year, it's not January 1st. It's January 3rd. I have a whole two extra days. (laughs) (laughs) But that means I'm going to be writing during the holiday season. And so what I have to do is instead of looking at that time as drudgery, I have to build in some extracurricular writing activities that keep my writing fresh. So I may make myself spend 15 minutes at the beginning of one of my writing sessions writing a haiku about Christmas. Or I may do an acrostic with um, the word Christmas and come up with a funny little poem or, or just a list of things for writers for Christmas. I try to do something lighthearted and fun, just a little bit, five minutes, to keep the joy of writing bubbling up because I don't want anything I write to become drudgery because I'm afraid my reader will see that in the writing. Now, the third thing may seem like the opposite of how to write during the holidays, but I think this is one of the most important things we can do with our writing is we need to be willing to set aside our writing in order to be present with those we love. Because that's a present 
that you give to others and to yourself, and it will benefit your writing through the whole year if we focus on the relationship. Mm, mm, Good. Give ourselves grace, return to the joy of writing, and be willing to set aside writing to be present in the lives of those we love. Spot on. You have given us a wealth of information in a very short amount of time. Edie Melson, this is so good. This is, I it's mean, it's the holidays. We got to get it done. <laughs> get it done. We do. And you talked about returning to the joy of writing and the giveaway that you have for our listeners. <laughs> oh, it just speaks to that. Share with them what they're going to find in the show notes. You are going to find a very lighthearted take on some aspect of the holiday season. Do you want me to give them the title? Yes, give them the title. It's going to be fun. All right. 10 things writers can learn from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. (laughs) And I've seen it. You're (laughs) going to love it. So good. And it does. It made me smile as soon as I started going through that. And I was like, Oh, this is really good. But there's also, you have a spiritual element in there. And so it's not frivolous. It's lighthearted. And it brings the joy of the season. So I really, really like it, Edie. Thank you so very, very much. Now, as we wrap up, your industry blog, and you mentioned this, The Right Conversation has been recognized as a Writer's Digest Top 101 Sites for Writers since 2017. Share with our listeners what they will find when they go there. One of the things that this blog does, it it helps equip writers for all aspects of the writing life. We cover everything from social media and publishing to self-publishing to marketing to how to uh, keep writing when chaos is all around us to Bible verses and biblical affirmations for writers. Everything you can imagine that applies to the writing life. And it is in bite-sized pieces. They're fairly short blog posts, and you can subscribe at therightconversation.com, and you can get it delivered to your inbox every day, 365 days a year. It gives us something that could prompt our next writing subject or experience or, I mean, there's so many tools here. And Edie, I know that you have quite a few contributors to The Right Conversation. I have contributors who range from the most experienced authors to people who are still working and the process of getting their first book published, because I believe we all have a journey to share, and it's important that we hear from every aspect of the journey. This is good. Here's my favorite thing to discuss right now, because I don't get to have you on all the time, but Edie? (laughs) You are the wonderful director of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. So what do you have to tell us about the 2023 conference? What's exciting? You got something to share? I do. I do. We have some great faculty who have already said, yes, they're going to be here. We're going to have Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith 
who talks about sacred rest. She's been on TED Talks and Good Morning America. And we also have Carol Kent, who is a premier speaker who teaches speakers. And I cannot believe this. Brian Bird is coming back. Brian Bird is the executive producer for Wind Calls the Heart from the Hallmark Channel, as well as many other amazing shows. And he is going to be with us in keynoting as well. We're going to have numerous editors and agents and industry professionals. We're going to have the largest faculty we've ever had. We've already had 60 yeses. And I will warn you that last year, in the middle of May, we sold out and we had to close down registration. So if you were interested in coming to the 2023 Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference, be sure to go to our website and register, blueridgeconference.com. And of course, I have that link in the show notes. So you don't even have to go anywhere. Just go down to the link, click it, and register. And Ah. let me put in one more plug. One of the most talked about parts of the Blue Ridge Conference every year is the fact that we have a professional MC who brings (laughs) such insight and humor (laughs) and depth. And of course, it is our own Linda Goldfarb. We could not do the conference without her up on Uh. stage, keeping us all on track. Oh, you are such a blessing to me. Thank you so much. I'm I'm honored and and blessed and very fortunate to be able to just share the gift that God has given me with my voice. And golly, I happen to really love the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference and all of our family who show <laughs> up every year. And so we want more family. Come, yes. we want to see you register. When you get there, you need to let me know that you are listening to your best writing in life. We're going to have a photo. So we always do a group photo of your best writing in life. Listeners, I'd love to be able to have my photo taken with you because you are amazing and we're here for you. And that's what we're all about. So thank you for that, Edie. That was very nice. Very nice of you to share that. And Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to tell you. This year... We have a 14-year-old who has published his first book, and he will also be teaching some classes. His mother is Blythe Daniel, who is my literary agent. It, of course, is William Daniels, and he will be teaching a class. And so we are going to have some classes specifically toward younger writers. We don't do a teen track, per se. But because we believe the teens need the same opportunity as the rest of us, but you will definitely feel included. Ooh, very good. We have so many amazing writers coming up the pike. This will be exceptional. Exceptional. Very good. Edie Melson, thank you so much for being on with me today. It was such a joy. I have loved it, and I am excited to see what everybody has on their bucket list. Ooh, me too, because I'm going to be copying it. Oh, thank you, friends, for joining us. Thank you, thank you. Please take a moment to share this podcast with another writer or two or three. Give us a star rating, post an episode review, and hit that subscribe button. Oh, I greatly appreciate what you have to say as much as what you choose to write. 
This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.